I cannot tell you the last time I've had this much fun on a broadcast. Uh, coming from this replica vintage radio studio inside the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Museum. It's part of the State of Sound exhibit that op opens on April 30th, spotlighting Illinois music and musicians. We've talked a lot about this exhibit today, and one of the guys who was there at the outset who said, hey, maybe we should do something, you know, to, to feature music in the Presidential Museum is Joe Crane, the math, the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> broadcaster extraordinaire, uh, whose roots are in radio right. before you became a big TV star here locally. <laughs> and uh, and now, of course, you know you're, that turned out. you're in the museum game. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, again, uh, what a spectacular idea. And to take this Presidential Museum, and it, and it has a, a great heritage of um, exploring other aspects of history besides just Lincoln. And that's yeah. been one of the, the wonderful aspects of it. But to spotlight Illinois music and musicians, and I, I was telling Chris Wills in the last segment, it feels like that is an area where Illinois doesn't get enough credit for right. the uh, the innovation, the extraordinary talent that this state has produced and, and helped to nurture in things. Um, what, what was it in your mind that said, boy, this is, this is ripe, fertile ground for, for us to explore? Well, you know, it wasn't, it was something that, you know, was, a was, a you know, a, a, a moment where I just all of a sudden had that moment where I'm like, oh my gosh, we need to do this. It was back when I first came on board with the museum in mid to late part of 2019. Uh, when I was hired, Lance Tauser, our new exhibits director was hired about the same time. And, and we were talking one day and he was sharing a little bit of his background that he had a music background and stuff and i said to him i said you know what i said the one thing that you know is you put together different exhibits and in the past we did the deal with the cardinals and the cubs and major league baseball the uh, rivalries exhibit a few years ago of course for the 2018 bicentennial for illinois where they did the four uh, presidents exhibit that focused on the four presidents with illinois connections obviously besides lincoln grant reagan and obama and some other exhibits over the years that have you know tie-ins not only to to the lincoln legacy but to illinois history because as, as you think I, you talked about a little earlier on the show that uh, and when we opened up we took over the former illinois state historical library which used to be underneath the old state capitol that's part of our library complex now here at the corner of uh, of sixth and jefferson but so illinois history is also part of what we tell and, and i was just talking to lance one day and i said you know what i said uh, and, and it's funny because about the same time I said this, a couple other people had told Lance the same thing. And so it was several of us that were all kind of pitching the same idea and kind of different ways of saying, you know, Illinois has such a rich history of artists who have contributed so much to music and popular culture. You know, if we're also about telling the story of Illinois history, what a better unifying story than the story of music because it's the one thing that brings so many people together. You know, we may not agree on, on everything, but uh, I think a lot of people can agree that, you know, whatever artist you're talking about, it's like, oh, cool, I like that artist. Oh, I like that artist. And, and they have some great stories to tell that transcend music, especially with some of the uh, African-American artists and the things that they went through as you were talking uh, so well with Christian McWhorter a little earlier on the broadcast. Uh, we want to open up the phones here. Really the first chance today. We've had so many uh, guests talking about this exhibit, various aspects of it. We want to know who your 
favorite uh, Illinois-based artists are. And sometimes you have artists that people love. They don't even necessarily realize the, the Illinois connection. Sam Cooke is one, uh, for example, who it wasn't until many years after I became a fan of his music that I realized he was from Chicago and, and recorded there. And, uh, and um, just an extraordinary talent, uh, amazing voice. Others are, are more closely identified with Illinois, like Cheek Trick out of Rockford, REO yeah. out of the Champaign-Urbana area. Sticks so, out of Chicago, sure. et cetera. But, and some have a, you know, a, a bit of a connection. Tina Turner, uh, born in Tennessee, but she spent some time in her youth in East St. Louis. Uh, so you know, there's an Illinois connection there, too. Uh, you know, and again, uh, the the list of Illinois artists uh, that was put together by the Library and Museum, it is a massive list. It covers so many genres. It covers uh, the, the 20th century and into the 21st century. Everything from Benny Goodman and Gene Krupa up to uh, Kanye West, Tom Morello, Smashing Pumpkins, Fall Out Boy, all of them with some Illinois connection or another. Again, 217-629-7970. But Joe Crane, I know you're, you're a, a radio guy. You spent a lot of years spinning discs and all right. doing all that. Who, who on this list jumps out at you? Boy, that you that's know, that, that's 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 like uh, you know the old D, asking a DJ what's your favorite song right. or what's your favorite band or whatever. It, it's like asking a parent, okay, if you've got five kids, they're all great kids, but which one is your favorite? <laughs> uh, you know, the, the Earth, Wind, and Fire. I when I was growing up, uh, junior high, high school, those guys were at their at their peak right. and i just always loved the music of earth wind and fire whether it was something like after the love is gone great you know slow dancing make out kind of song to you know boogie <laughs> wonderland and uh all that stuff earth wind and fire is so such a great group and a lot of people don't really don't when you think of earth wind and fire you don't really think of them as being an illinois band but they obviously got their start up in the chicago area you bet yeah uh shaka khan you know uh, you know, I loved it when she was with the band Rufus, you know, Rufus doing Tell me something good. Something good. You oh, know, yeah. Barum, Great 70s record. And then, of course, she had kind of revitalized her career there about, what, 84, 85 with I Feel For You and some great songs like that. So very dance-oriented uh, music. But even some of the other groups in there, uh, you know, obviously – Ides of March from back in the 60s. I'm so glad you mentioned garage that. band. I, I, I've always loved their, you know, they're kind of a one-hit wonder in a way for a lot of people uh, with vehicle, but I always like that. It's one of the most, uh, to, to me, instantly ear-catching riffs yeah. in all of pop music history. And the vocals on that song are incredible. I'm going to grab a call here at 217-629-7970. And you're on WMAY. Good afternoon. Is WMOI? Yes, you're on the air. Go ahead. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, right. I wanted to ask, because I haven't seen the exhibit yet, I wanted to ask if uh, there's been any mention of James B. Lansing of JBL Speakers. Uh, James B. Lansing of JBL Speakers. I know that there is is some you know part of the exhibit devoted to technology yeah, and things. Yeah, I'd have to I'd have to look about JBL. I know we've got a lot of uh, like Sure uh, microphones and headphones, and we were we're wearing Sure headphones right now. Compliments of Sure. We've got the Heil microphones from Bob Heil. Uh, we've got a whole uh, exhibit area that's going to be about the different uh, like I believe Victoria amplifiers out of Chicago. Uh, mm -hmm. Some other groups. I'm not for sure which ones are which, but I know there's several 
Illinois-based companies. In fact, in this radio studio, all the vintage equipment was all manufactured. I'm looking at the back of this old cartridge player that played the old cart tapes uh, for commercials and whatnot. And the serial uh, number says, you know, manufactured by International Tapetronics Corporation, Bloomington, Illinois. You know, I appreciate the call. Uh, you know, again, we focus so much on the music and the musicians. But there's going to be a lot of talk about, uh, you know, concert equipment and the setups there. And uh, there will be uh, exhibits that go into all of that as well and really give a, a full flavor of the music experience here. You're on WMAY. Good afternoon. Hey, Joe. I was wondering if you could answer a question that I've heard. Um, the Head East album, Flat as a Pancake, was that recorded in Pekin? Uh, Head East, uh, Flat as a Pancake, was it recorded in Pekin? I yeah, mean yeah. And and one of the programs we're looking to do a little bit later this year, uh, right now we can't really do public programs where people come out to the museum to all sit in an auditorium and watch it. We're doing a lot of virtual stuff, obviously. But one of the things we want to do, and we've got till early next year to do it, there is a new documentary that has either just come out or is coming out that's kind of the story of the, uh, the studio up in Pekin. Ario used to record there and number of other uh, folks and we're looking to do maybe a program on that where we would screen it uh, here at the museum and maybe Skype in or whatever like the uh, the, the producer director of the documentary about that because uh, you know it, it, when you think Pekin Illinois huh but yeah they had a <laughs> they had a studio that a lot of bands like to go to back in the day and of course uh, Head East never been a reason uh, flat as a pancake what an iconic rock and roll album uh, back in in what 1974 1975 when it came out appreciate the call it's a great question thank you 217-629-7970 is the uh, is the phone number here as we're talking about the forthcoming state of sound exhibit somebody said they haven't seen it yet well you have it yet because they're they're still pulling it all together april 30th is the opening day for right. this uh lots of information lots of memorabilia and artifacts and again you're going to be given a, a set of headphones when you come in and you can plug in and listen to pre presentations yep. about uh, all these various different genres and artists and things. And when there are radio stations from here in Illinois using this vintage studio, uh, and I know I keep talking about this, but you got to remember, I, uh, I started in radio as a, a young tyke. And this is the equipment I was using. This is like coming home again to me to, to be in here with this vintage equipment. Uh, and you'll be able to hear these radio stations from around Illinois as they're broadcasting. You'll be able to plug in and hear what they're doing live on their stations from wherever they are in, uh, in Illinois. One more call quickly. And you're on WMAY. Good afternoon. Hey, Jim and Joe. Hi. Hey, um, one artist that I've always identified with Illinois and I guess Chicago area Primarily, and I think he's still alive, is Buddy Guy. Is he originally from Illinois? Buddy Guy, um, you know, certainly well-known in the Chicago blues scene. I, I don't know if uh, I know for sure if he's originally from Illinois. Um, we, we maybe do a quick little Wikipedia check during the uh, the commercial break, see what we can find out about that. Uh, but, yeah. You know, just, so many of those are in, uh, the, the blues artists back in the day, as Christian was talking about, a lot of them migrated out right. of the South to Chicago right. because of the, just that was the migration pattern, especially after World War II. And they also had an opportunity to record with record labels in Chicago. And, and you could kind of argue in a way that, that Chicago, you know, Cleveland has the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and, and with, with good reason and with, you know, Alan Freed and all that back in the 1950s. But you could almost argue that in, in many ways the, the, the blues music out of Chicago, which was so imitated by a lot of white performers at the time, that, you know, you could argue that, that the blues in Chicago 
kind of spawn what became rock and roll. Yeah, there's probably no Rolling Stones without Muddy Waters and yeah. the Chicago blues scene, so I think that's a, a very valid point.